0: love life featuring your hosts rebecca Detman and jane donovan the sun shines bright as it moves across my face i feel
1: the light i am open and receptive to new teachings to grow my
0: self-belief and wisdom Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And this is your weekly sex, love, relationships and spirituality show where we help you to live and love a good life, don't we, Jane? <laughs> we try to. And today we are doing just that because we had a fantastic message off uh, Facebook, where all the best messages in the world come from, <laughs> which I'm frantically scrolling through my computer and I can't find, but I know it's from Deb, and I might have to paraphrase if I can't find it, but Deb said... That she wants us to tell her what all of our recommended, you know, spiritual books and favorite authors and podcasts and websites and newsletters and things are that we get, that Jane and I get. And we said, okay, great, we can do that. So Jane promptly put half of her bookshelf into a bag and brought it with her today in the car. (laughs) And we've just, we've done a massive um, sort of, uh, I don't know, it's like almost um, in, in primary school, we used to get the butcher paper out and get on the floor and do like a vision board where you, you sort of collage everything together into a great big scrapbook of all of our ideas and that's what we're going to dump right into your brains today via your third eye. Do
1: you want to go This first, isn't Jane? half my bookshelf. I'm, I, I have always wanted to have a library. My grandpa had a library and I love the concept of a home library in that den and So I have a sort of library at home. This is a very small
0: small selection. (laughs) One-sixteenth of Jane's library is currently with us As I said, I've read enough to do two PhDs at least. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just got my PhD from the School of Google. But anyway, so Jane, what do you want to start with as most influential spiritual author's in your life, books that changed your life, go. Okay, well, I want to start with a YouTube clip. Oh, she's starting with it. Okay, Jane, let's start because with a YouTube clip. Because this
1: follows on from last week's episode where we talked about activists and social activism. Yes. And so this is by uh, a guy called Garrett John Laporto, and he is the um, founder of the Wayseer website. So That's it's franigan. wayseer.org, org. .org. Doesn't it have an S on the end. org. Actually, it does. Thank you. Right. Um, so, if, if you go to that website, or you can just Google it straight into YouTube, it's going to come up with a, a video that he's made. It's very evangelistic. The words are amazing. I don't know how many times I've watched it, and it brings me to tears every single time. It's just a beautiful, dynamic, 10 minute YouTube clip that gives you permission to be as dynamic as you wish to be. Mm. And it's, it's, Calls upon
0: misfits and and activists and wayseer. That's what the wayseer is. It's people that see the way. Anyone who doesn't fit inside society's box and has always been told they're too weird or different, or their ideas aren't right, or they're too you know literally ADD, autistic, or just you're yeah you're a misfit. You don't fit in square peg round hole. Yeah. He's basically gathering all of you guys up and saying, but you are the geniuses, and you are That's the ones right. who are breaking down the old system to pave the way for the new. And it's so exciting.
1: Oh, it I is think. exciting. and it goes,
0: So even if you don't want to watch the YouTube
1: clip, there is a transcribe of the words that are in it, and it's amazing. And the very last one is, you know, welcome home. Here's your tribe.
0: You know, when Albert Einstein was in primary school, they – the teachers labelled him as retarded because he was so vastly intelligent for the little peasant local village school that he was in, and they had no idea what to do with him. They thought he was wrong in the head. They they, they wanted him to, to stay home with his mother. So I like it because Garrett John Laporta is basically saying to those kids, you have been labelled by the adults in your lives who don't get you. Come with me. like the Pied Piper. I will show you the way. It's great. Isn't oh, it? It's Love exciting. It. Love
1: it. So my next favourite spiritual – well, these are not in any particular order, um, but Esther Hicks, uh, who channels the – uh, spirit group known as Abraham, and probably of all of, I mean, I've had, so, I've got so many of her DVDs and uh, MP3s and um, and books. But my favourite to recommend to people that are wanting to learn about manifestation, wanting to learn about the law of attraction. Uh, is Ask and It Is Given. It's a fabulous book. I don't know how many times I've actually bought this book and gifted gifted it to people.
0: So as a medium or a channel myself, you know, I find it really interesting to see what other people out there are bringing through and the vibration or the the clearness of the clarity Mm. of it. So there's heaps of them and some of them go way back. Like I've got this fantastic falling apart paperback from the 70s called Messages from Michael where this group of hippies used to sit around in America somewhere probably smoking weed Channeling some spirit called Michael, who was giving them all this. No, they just kept asking all these questions. But how does it fit in with Christianity? You know, this that was forty years ago. They just couldn't get their heads around. You know, and. So there's older ones like that. The Seth books absolutely oh, that's a fabulous. blew my brain open. So if you're going to have to pour yourself a scotch on the rocks. to <gasps> What about gonna, tell us one, two, and three? Hang on, we're jumping. I've, Sorry. Got, I've got to finish on <laughs> Seth. So if you're going to read Seth, you're going to have to set aside an afternoon or an evening and you're going to have to just take a deep breath and you're going to have to do one sentence at a time, then breathe, process, and go to the next sentence because it is so deep and mind-blowing. It's just quite phenomenal. So basically, Jane Roberts was a channel in the sixties or seventies. I love it. She used to have a beer and a cigarette, cigar. Yeah, it was get, a cigar. Comfy. And she doesn't smoke cigars, but her. But when she was channeling, yeah. the, the channel kind used to. Through, us, through right? Seth would come, and her husband Robert would transcribe the entire lot. And it is absolutely just—you just have to treat yourself to the Seth books. I'm telling you. So tell us, there's also. Cryo- well, tell cryo- one, two, and three yeah. is. um Uh, is really interesting
1: um, about the Lemurians. But I'm trying to think of the the master teachings. There's a series of five books that were written in the late 1800s by American scientists who were invited to attend somewhere in Nepal and India, like lots of different regions throughout there, with these people that were uh, teleporting themselves. Is that the word? You know where they just disappear and they arrive? Yes. Like 30 seconds later, they arrive 200 miles away. Yes. And these scientists did all these tests and they, they were saying, this is happening. We don't know how it's happening. Jesus appeared a whole heap. It's really interesting that this was over 100 years ago. How do
0: people find that? What was it called?
1: The Master Teachings, actually, unfortunately, I didn't bring those off my my massive um, massive library. Massive library. <laughs> um, but what I will do is I will get the titles and put them on thewellnesscouch.com dot mm. and I'll also put them on Facebook. Yeah. Um,
0: Be- anyway, so chat spirits who are brought through channel. The reason I wanted to segue on this was to get back to Abraham. Is that Abraham is one of the purest, really higher vibrational um, channels. I think that has come through, and you can just. You can just feel it. I have to say, I actually feel the same way when I open a Louise Hay book. It's 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 like there's actually energy that get becomes encoded in the actual words that are channeled through and. Just picking up the book can make you feel better. Just being in the presence of the vibration of that message is often the healing. It's it, And it is the words and it is the messages, but it is so powerful, it's actually encoded. It is encoded because you can read the same book several times and it's going to be
1: completely different. One of the things I like to share with people, when I first introduce them to Esther Hicks because she's got heaps of YouTube clips that you can watch five, 10-minute ones for free and just get a feel for her teachings, is how do you know she's channeling? Now it's really interesting because I used to work in entertainment and used to work with actors and be around a lot of workshops. I did actually even teach a little tiny bit at once, um, but be around workshops of, of you know, really great acting teachers. What I find fascinating about Esther is that I could watch a 10 minute YouTube clip and there's only one camera. There's no edits. Okay. So there's no changing of no changing of camera angles, which means that therefore there are no edits. Yes. And she will talk, do a monologue for 10 minutes without once saying the word um. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that she does is she's actually quite funny. Like Abraham has quite a good sense of humor and uses quite interesting uh, vocabulary that, that has the audiences in fits of laughter and yet she doesn't laugh. Now it's very hard for you to energetically tell something funny have the audience laugh and you not have a bit of a giggle at the same time. Response, the best yeah. comedians will still have a bit of, because they always say you shouldn't laugh at your own jokes. So that's something that comedians have to work really hard at doing, but they usually do smile and have a facial reaction to the energy that's coming from the audience back at them. Right. And yet she doesn't. So there are two things that are actually, in my experience wow. of observing entertainers and performers for, for 23 years, that seems humanly impossible to do. You've thought, you've thought about this, haven't you, Jane? Well, I, it's just part of the process of trying to help people to embrace something that is radical. Mm. If they can try and find a little bit of science or a little bit of proof that this is different, it just makes them not feel so gullible. I don't want people to feel gullible.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, the number one rule with anything channeled is you've got to check if it if – it, well, first of all, if they ask for your credit card details and leading you to a <laughs> second destination. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's got to resonate. you really got to feel, does the vibration feel pure and clean and true? And, you know, there's lots of people out there, oh, I'm channeling aliens and this and that. And that's fine, but you just want to make sure that if you're reading a book like that, it's really in your best interests. Just if you're going to fill your head with anything, make sure it's of the highest possible vibration. Yes. I can hear people saying, but how do you know? How do you know? Because you know. It's like real life. If you've got a friend who says lovely things but then they do something that's just a bit mind-scurry and you think, that didn't add up, you know, just watch for the little indicators. Just check your gut or, or follow our recommendations. Well, follow our
1: recommendations. The next one is, well, I really enjoy this one for men. Let's talk about men. Let's go into men now. Okay, all right. Well, this I mean, this I love this book for myself but I actually feel it's a fabulous book for men on their inner journey. Uh, it's The Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman who's written a lot of books, including, I um, oh no, I've forgotten. Never mind.
0: Um, so, <laughs> so researched up here. Go on. <laughs>
1: there's just so many to choose from. Highly professional. Go on. So it's actually about the path
0: to real deep happiness for a man. Yeah. Do you know, I don't know why. It's either the fact I've had loads of past lives as a boy or something or I'm trying to rebalance my yin and yang, uh, but I – I'm quite obsessed with following modern spiritual literature by men for men. On how on how to reclaim what masculinity is in the 21st century, it fascinates me no end because we know everything. Well, I know everything about feminism. I've studied feminism at university. I've done everything, followed feminism in every way, shape, and form for the last 15 years. What fascinates me is where it's leaving masculinity. Yes, and and where how we how to raise boys. And Steve Biddulph, lovely Tasmanian psychologist, wrote a book called How to Raise Boys, and I do. It's I do book. love Steve Biddoff. He also wrote one, which is the next chapter for Boys Going to Teenagehood, but it is very, very much about how to bring out the primal, beautiful, earthy qualities that men came with, you know, as, as hunter-gatherers, but how to incorporate that with all that we know as well about all those awful terms, like all the feminine side, all the new, sensitive new age guy, like how, how to bring in the, the femininity, the, the balance. Um, a master of his field about 30 years ago in this topic, a real pioneer was Robert Bly, B-L-Y. And if you can go back and read his book about, he takes this wonderful old Grimm Brothers fairy tale called Iron John and he deconstructs it to show how it actually is a fable for the secret seven steps to manhood. And, oh, my God, I just find it so riveting. And it is just as valid today as it was when he wrote it in the eight I think it was 1981 or something. Um, and, Also, online, if you're more of an online person, the Good Men Project, Google it and find it because they have real-time essays going up every single day written by consciously thinking, enlightened, young, liberally open-minded blokes about bloke stuff. Love, sex, relationships, feelings, spirituality, their bodies, their jobs, their women, everything. And I just, oh, I find it absolutely fascinating. Very good. Very good. Where to from here? Oh, well, why don't we go,
1: what have you got down here? What about Emoto? Jane is obsessed with Emoto. I am. Doc- yes, Dr. Emoto um, is a Japanese scientist who he's kind of nicknamed as the water man. So what he has done is taken water samples and he freezes the water and at the point of freezing he takes a photo of the water crystal. So what his first um, a lot of research that, uh, that I'm familiar with was around Taking water samples from different regions, such as dammed water, polluted water, um, spring water. And he found that when he photographed the crystal, the crystal's beauty or distortion or artistic interpretation of it reflected how we would perceive it to be from the water, from the water's source. E.g., the water he took from a spa, from a beautiful spring, natural spring, the crystal was absolutely perfect and stunning. The water he took from a polluted dam was, or from a polluted waterway, was very ugly and malformed, uh, and malformed and brown and discolored. The same from dammed water. Um, he then took the experiments further, where he took the beautiful, pristine spring water, froze it, took the water crystal, perfect. He thawed that same water and then had people project thoughts to the water. And so he had a group of people that projected hate to the water. He froze it and took the water crystal, a photo of the water crystal. The water crystal was ugly, as we would perhaps do an artistic drawing of what hate might look like. Mm. He then thawed it and had all sorts of people project different words. Um, He had spiritual people, he had non believers, he had atheists, he had uneducated, educated, all sorts of walks of life um, to do all of, you know, the scientific triple blind, whatever they call it, studies. Um, And the results were consistently um, producing crystals that looked like our interpretation of what the words were.
0: So to boil all this down, what this means is that if you go to Jane's house and get a bottle of water out of the fridge, it's got – invariably it's got something taped on it like, I love you. And Jane's, Jane's 14-year-old daughter says, Mum, can you just not tell people that you talk to water, please? Well, actually, as a result of this, the next step has been done
1: by a few different people is to do the same experiment with rice. So Google, um, Google the rice experiment and it's very simply three tubs of rice, boiled rice separated. Um, Each morning, each night, you walk past the first one, you project love. You ignore the middle one and you project hate, aggression, anger to the third one. After 30 days, you'll find that the, the one that has love has the tiniest bit of mold in it, very, very little amount. The one that's been ignored is quite moldy. And the one that has had hate and aggression is the mouldiest.
0: Now I've heard. Something. I know it's
1: not. <laughs>
0: it's not. Jane got that wrong. So I'm going to
1: tell you what it really like. is. It's not. I researched what you said because you said that on our national show. Did I? I didn't
0: correct you on radio. i oh, let me tell people. correct you on the podcast. What I'm thinking is, is that, that, that ignored is worse. So what I've what I've heard is is that neglect is worse than hate because at least hate is still a form of attention. You're still being noticed. That's what we, as a human, that's how we perceive our
1: emotions. But the actual projection of the energy to the, the product is the reverse. The hate is the
0: worst. Rice feels differently, does it? Yes. <laughs> so why is this important to you and your personal philosophy and your spirituality, Jane? And, of course, because bearing in mind that we're 76% water or more, right, yes. our bodies. But it's not just water.
1: I actually project now to all of my food. Now, the work's gone on by Dr. Darren Weisman, who's done it on blood. Infinite love and kindness. Infinite love and gratitude is his work. Yes, yeah, and that's for gratitude. people that are familiar with the lifeline technique. It's a healing modality that he um, – Fathered, and in fact, we've actually been approached if we'd like to interview him. So okay. we, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 you haven't told me this. You're telling
0: me this now yeah, on the, on the yes. podcast. So we, yes. Hi, everyone. We're
1: going to interview Dr. Taryn Weiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully we've just got to get our time zones and availability right. Cool. Yes. Um, so what excites me is that now we've seen that our thoughts can change the structure of water. We've seen it can change the structure of food, and now we're seeing it can change the structure uh, and quality of blood. So therefore, our thoughts are containing energy. We now have the science that proves the power of prayer. We proves the power of our, our thoughts are more powerful beyond belief. And that is how I live my life. So everything that goes in my mouth, everything that goes in my children's, my families, my husband's, Everything around me, I project love to my car because I truly believe that I can actually change a tired battery into one that can have
0: more energy. So Jane had a conversation with a doctor not that long ago about a blood transfusion.
1: Yes, and I said that if my daughter needed one, um, I needed to be called into theatre because I wanted to bless the blood Yeah. before or bless for want of a word. It doesn't, you don't have to use traditional religious words. I wanted to have a little chat with that water, yeah. uh, with that blood, And I wanted to raise the vibration to the highest that I possibly could Mm. if that was needed to go into my daughter, which it wasn't.
0: Every time I I often have these big road trains go past me, which are filled with chickens or pigs or cows or animals for slaughter, and I always send Send loving Reiki to all of them and to the meat, which, you know, I'm not a vegetarian. I do eat fairly paleo, and I will always bless the animal and give thanks and gratitude through my hands before... Uh, before it served. Well, we saw that wonderful movie Avatar where they blessed the creature
1: just as they had killed it. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, a lot of indigenous tribes obvious. will do yes. and they'll
0: take every part of the animal and use it. So, so it's basically patterning your reality with intention through energy. Directed yes. through thoughts, yes. Or sometimes I do it through Reiki, so through my hands. So you can give energy through your heart, mm. through the palms of your hands, just through sending loving kindness mm. outwards. You know, when you're driving, a beautiful thing to do is send loving kindness to all the other drivers on the road. You know, so there's no that. road that. I also
1: when I hear a ambulance siren, whether it's police, ambulance, yes. Um, or you see roadkill, uh, you bless the animal. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And you know, it just becomes so reactionary that I can actually not really take breath. We could, be, in fact, we've done this where we've been doing a podcast and I hear a siren and I've just sent angels off to give them a hand. It, it becomes. And I, I don't take a breath. It doesn't.
0: You it just happens. energy wizard. Yeah. Hey Jane, mm-hmm. can I talk about sex? Oh, of course, go for it. Right, then. let's go to talk about sex because I've been on this massive. If as anyone who went back to our early archives and listened to our sex, sex, and more sex episode will know that I have not bit of a hankering for tantra and. Kundalini, Kundalini, and all of the ancient sexual arts, which is a personal fascination of mine, and it's led me to some interesting things. If you live in Melbourne, you want to go to a Tigress Yoga class. Oh yes, you do. (laughs) And Tigress is—it's all got to do with—it's. Oh, I it, can't even get the words I can't out, even get the words out. It's, it's, just, just think, just about think it. less yoga and more sex it's about women, it's all about and I'm specifically talking about women here although men are welcome but this is about women coming into their girly bits, connecting in with their uteruses, their pleasure centres, their femininity, their shut down or suppressed sexuality, all of these things There's so much shame and guilt around this whole whole topic isn't there? There is and we know all of that from our lovely feminist four sisters who've, who've paved the way so, so much with so much sexuality taboo and stuff in, in in the past century but um mayan massage which i might have men- i may have mentioned on another podcast as well you know the womb is the second heart in a woman's body and it is the place where we don't just store creativity so if, you- if your creative life is blocked often you will have you know funny bleeding or painful periods things like that but it is of course where we store all of our angst around men so if anyone's ever abandoned you betrayed you hurt you raped you anything like that you're going to be putting it right into the uterus and there it comes your your endometriosis you know your all, all these sorts of issues that women often have so ta- getting in touch with any form of tantric such as tantricblossoming.com websites like that there's some amazing people there's Vanessa Florence who sends out um newsletters uh once a month uh, on you know exploring your body there's um there's so there's tigress yoga which i think if you chuck it into google you'll find things around the place if you want to go and look at some of the ted talks on youtube by esther perel she's a psychologist she wrote a book called Mating in Captivity and she's recognized as one of the world's most respected voices on couples and sexuality. So she talks about things like why sex drive dies in a marriage or how to find passion if you've been with the same person for 25 years, like fascinating stuff about that. And my newest craze on the sexuality and and front and the slow sex movement which is something i've been researching a lot about lately because if you've got slow food and slow living and other ways people have got you know building slower houses back to wells and solar architecture and people are buying organics at the markets and they're stitching their own clothes we know all this there's a bit of a hipster trend there but it also extends to lovemaking, and it's all about slowing down, conscious now moment. You know, less porn, less jackhammer, and a little bit more conscious intention. And there's a, a woman in San Francisco called Nicole Dadam who is who's developed something called the Om, and she calls it Oming, and it's for couples to do, almost fully clothed. It's an orgasmic meditation which can basically be a fifteen minute orgasm for the woman. And, and fifteen I've, minutes. I've seen I've seen the videos, and so what you want to do is. <laughs> You want to go to her website or just chuck into Google orgasmic meditation, uh, Nicole Dadeon, D-A-E-D-O-N. Find her website. I want you to watch the video because a picture's worth a thousand words and you'll see how it is actually I'm – not, I'm not talking like total zooming in anatomy. They don't actually even do that. But you need to see the people interviewed and watch a little bit of the process to so understand how such a simple, simple thing is – breaking down blocks in intimacy you know sexual repression it's empowering men it's putting women back into their own bodies it's it's unearthing the female orgasm that elusive thing did did you know that the clitoris has 10 different points of stimulation on it alone no no no, jane did it None of you did either. You need to go watch this video, <laughs> and then about the upper left quadrant, and then come back to me. Oh, Beck, you're so funny. You're very passionate about. I this. am I passionate. About, I can tell.
1: But look, you, you know, you're talking about the body there, and, and reconnecting leads into another one of my all-time favorite books. Although, having said that, there are many more contemporary versions that I have got quite a few of that I probably refer more these days. But the basic learning for the uh, about how our body talks to us how to interpret the physical ailments that we have. is a book called The Body is the Barometer of the Soul, So Be Your Own Doctor by Annette Noontill.
0: She is one of my favorite people in the universe. I agree. She's actually just crossed over. Yeah. But this book has been on my shelf for 10 years and I use it at least once a month. Well, look how
1: doggy-eared mine is. And, you know, I used to let people borrow. This one doesn't – nobody's allowed to borrow anymore. In fact, actually, I've stopped lending my books out because I now buy – if they want a book, I'll buy it and gift it because yeah. I'm just tired of not getting You're so many back. back.
0: This one you can buy online, although some New Age bookstores do carry it. Um, maybe bookshop I sort. actually got this from Angus and Robertson. Look at that on the back. Oh, you did?
1: 1999. Oh, so maybe it's more mainstream, mainstream. than I realized. Well, look, I bought this a long time ago. This is years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. But look, there are – look, Louise Hayes has got one, but there's another – I'm trying to think of her name, but she's got a very contemporary one that I really like. That What she does, it, it, you look up the element and it's got the – the emotional interpretation, but then it's got some tools to implement to heal that. Whereas this particular book is more just about interpretation. So, anyway, it's just, you know, getting people connected to
0: how our beautiful body is so wise and is constantly communicating with us about our stuff, our Our stuff to grow and heal. It's this literal. One of my girlfriends will ring me up and she'll be like, oh my God, Rebecca, my husband couldn't go to work this morning because he got out of bed and his whole left side was paralyzed and he can't move his left shoulder. What the hell? And I'll just run straight to the other room, open the book, and I'll read. And it will, I don't, I'm not on the page, so I'm just going to make this up. But it'll say something like, you know, fear of direction with money. And and then I'll tell her and she'll be like, oh my God, you know, they're laying off people with his work at the moment. And yes. da da da. da, da. Yes. So it's like that. And it also has a section at the back of that book which is about your car because your car, as I have learnt very harshly yes, you have harshly. universe in the last six months is absolutely a metaphor for you so you are the driver of the car as the vehicle the soul i don't know i don't even know what the analogy is but basically every part of the car re- represents you and your life and your body and what's going on so if you have a cracked windshield if you have a front left flat tire if your indicator doesn't work you know if if you i don't know all the different things that go wrong if the radiator boils out anything it, there is a direct emotional correspondence and you've never been so fascinated well this
1: is what's so interesting is you start off as a skeptic like I can already feel people rolling their eyes yeah. at this and I totally get it. I did too when I first heard the concept. But again, I listened to my intuition and there was something that said, explore this. So I did. So I tested the book out and, you know, I'd stub a little toe and I'd think, and I'd go immediately to the book and it would then give me the interpretation and I'd stop and think, actually, that is just what I was thinking. Yeah. And so over time, I found this book to be probably about a 95% accurate. Now maybe it's a hundred percent, but I wasn't owning five percent. Um, I wasn't, for whatever reason, connecting with the wisdom, with the truth, or whether it is ninety-five percent accurate. And anyway, either way, that's extraordinarily high, and I found it. I find it fascinating. Okay. And I
0: use it to help with my children, with my parenting. Yes.
1: You know, the kids. Are, I've got a tummy ache. So I'll look it up. What's what,
0: going on? What does the book say? So be your own doctor. You don't have time to rush off and see every expert. Use a bit of mummy intuition combined with exactly. a bit of the book. Talk to your child figure it out That's great okay it's beautiful can i do three really really quick yeah, ones yeah of course you can okay there's there's a bullet points a go online and google elephant journal if you want daily spiritual articles written by people all over the world on fascinating topics elephant journal b if you need to do more work on self-love i recommend that you go onto gala darling's website she's this fabulous little um kiwi girl who's actually based in manhattan now she hangs with the high, the big big people like Gabrielle Bernstein, like the big spiritual gurus. She's all sequins and feathers and pink and rockabilly and quite cool and a bit weird and different, but she's into radical self-love. She calls it radical self-love, and she's got online programs and newsletters and stuff to help push you to love yourself fervently, deeply, passionately. So I recommend her for a bit of fun and sparkle. And the third one I want to mention is if you know anybody who is pregnant or having a baby... I want you to go in the direction of Ina May Gaskin. Now, I know that she's about 40 years um, old, as in her her most amazing work came out in the 60s, 70s. She's um, a bit of a pioneering midwife into home birth, into orgasmic birth, into natural birth, into self-empowered birth, which all, of course, goes back to women and their relationships with their bodies, with believing what they're capable of, with their inner strength. With their belief in self, and all of that, of course, is going to massively impact the way that you bring children into the world through your body. So, if there's there's a standard book that gets, I'm not going to mention it because I'm a good girl, and I, and we don't we don't bad mouth anybody on this show. But there's a book that gets passed around to every single pregnant mum in this country. And if I could make a bonfire and burn it, I would. If I could just burn every single copy in existence, I would, because we are not giving mums in this country the right birthing information. I'm so passionate about this. One day I'm going to heckle Jane down and make, make her let, give me a whole hour podcast show on this topic. But anyway. Okay. Anyway. Um, I'll just um, drink cups of green tea during that <laughs> one. <hour. laughs> um, Ina May Gaskin, Spiritual Midwifery is the book that you want.
1: So that leads beautifully into another gorgeous author, public speaker. I just find her amazing, Cheryl Richardson. Now some of you might have known her from Oprah. Uh, she's in the Hay House um, pool of authors. Um, and one of the books that I read from her, oh, a long time ago, was called Life Makeovers 52 Practical and Inspiring Ways to Improve Your Life One Week at a Time. Now, it's a New York number one bestseller. She's written many, many books since then, and I'm sure you could grab I've got quite a few of hers, but any of her work and you would get great tips on self-love. But this was kind of the first book that I read on the topic of self-love. It was almost the first time I'd heard it and heard about the concept, and I found it fabulous. It's a really, really good read. But that, of course, once you start on understanding about self-love, then, of course, you've got to dig deeper, and you've got to heal some wounds. So I, that then took me into um, the highly sensitive person. Now we've done a whole podcast on this and we are going to be doing another podcast on this soon on part two of it, which is going to be filled with tools that you can use to manage your life as a highly sensitive person. Or to use to support the person in your life that's highly sensitive.
0: Just because so many of you consistently come back to us on Facebook and say the HSP episode was my favorite, and you know we recorded that a long time ago. Oh, you that guys, would have been probably. You guys are digging back in the archives oh. there. And so 11 months ago? The fact that we're still getting comments is we're kind of going, okay, we need to do another HSP episode, yeah. so that will be coming soon. Yeah, but for now, if you haven't listened to that episode, I do have to mention the book again because this
1: was very life-changing for me. So the author is Dr. Elaine Aaron. A-R-O-N, the book's called The Highly Sensitive Person, How to Thrive When the World Overwhelms You. Now, she's written many other books as well, and there are plenty of other authors which we will get into in the part two uh, podcast on HSPs. Um, but this one I just have to acknowledge as being life-changing for me. Um, I want to talk very briefly. We've also done an, um, in our, our podcast on the extreme art of self-love, yeah. We talked about inner child, and we have mentioned inner child in many podcasts about how the inner child can often run the show, rule the show, and damage the show. Um, again, I've certainly been familiar with the concept for a while, but it wasn't until I met up with um, Lorraine Webb, who is a, um author, um, a healer. She runs retreats all around the world, but particularly in Uluru, which are amazing. Uh, she's an energetic teacher. Um, And her book is called Practical Guide to Healing the Inner Child. Now, this book's filled with really good exercises that are going to get you with a pen and paper out, giving you clear step-by-step guides to finding out what shit in your life needs working on first. So it's a really good one to get some prioritizing happening, which I think for people, you know, where do you go when you want to grow Heal, expand, empower. There's so many different directions to go that sometimes we need a bit of a blueprint about yeah. what's first. Yeah. And so this, th- there's some tools in this book that really help uh, help you to be able to get a blueprint of. Okay, I'm going to work on this issue first.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to work on that one next. I've not read. Rowan's book but I have seen her live on stage doing like basically a session with an inner child session with someone mind-blowing she should be more famous than she is I don't know who else is
1: out there doing a lot of this kind of work she's really she actually doesn't know
0: anybody that's doing it except
1: for the people that she's trained I mean she's trained yeah she'd probably have trained now oh Five hundred, maybe a thousand energetic healers that are How she? qualified. Yeah, well, when I like the course I did up in Uluru was yeah. was to train, and then you come back and you do all your case studies, etc. She
0: really seems to have pioneered um, this, and she's quite amazing with her perception. You know, she'll just she, anyway. well, she's
1: channeling a lot of what yeah. she does as well, which yeah. is amazing.
0: Now, look, her book is not
1: available in all your bookstores, so if you do want to get this one, head to the Adelaide Healing Energy Centre uh, website. And she'll post that out worldwide.
0: If you're on uh, our show dot thewellnesscouch.com, you probably may know about Dr. Bruce Lipton, who is the amazing, controversial, kicked out of universities gene guru guy who I think even maybe the wellness guys interviewed him. I'm sure that there would be an interview with him somewhere on the couch. Um, Certainly his book, um, The Biology of Belief, would be discussed somewhere on the couch. He is – Really, 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 really cool because he's one of those scientists. Really, 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 really. Yeah, like a teenager would <laughs> say. Really, 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 really awesome because he's one of those scientists who takes science and then tells it to you in language that every single idiot like me can understand. Oh, I love people like that. they so clever. my left brain shriveled up a long time ago in about year 10 and it's never come back. So anyway, he, you can, I can, Let's just say I wasn't born with one. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe I wasn't. I can easily read his books and understand. In fact, I even once had to write a journalistic article all about his um, genetic findings and Look, even I managed to do that because, as as deep and complex and profound as they are, it's, his work branches into spiritual work. So he's one of those amazing people, like Dr. Fred Wolf, who's basically taking. Well, Fred's taking quantum mechanics. Dr. Bruce Lipton is taking genetics, and he's going. He's pioneered into the field of epigenetics, where he's saying that it is not your genes that determine who you are. So, how often do you hear people say things like? oh, yeah, I've got to get my mammogram every year because both my uh, my mum and my grandma had breast cancer or this and that. All. Um, oh, yeah, everyone's tall in my family. It must be the genes. Or, I Oh, just, I you just... realise you're saying some very controversial oh, stuff now. I, I now refer you to Dr. Bruce Lipton and I say no more because he is saying your environment switches on or off your genes. So depending on the kind of oh. upbringing that you've had with the types of foods, the types of beliefs, the types of culture, the types of, you know, pollution or lack of or toxins or anything that's been going on in your environment, is actually much more the reason as to why you've turned out the way you, you are not so much mum, dad grandpa sister you know whoever which is yeah i know jane's like oh, i reckon jane's just got over the line there she-. oh yeah no i'm looking forward to this this, this is my kind of science i love mm, so, i love it so i was i'm sort of segueing here because i was going to mention a, a recent movie that he came out with that friends of mine produced in la and there's I'm sure that a lot of you listening have, have seen the movies that came out, sort of over the last five years or even even further back, I think, with What the Bleep we do, do I love it, like, and Down the Rabbit Hole. Down the Rabbit Hole and Zeitgeist. And so if you, oh, I loved that If change. you haven't seen these, go on YouTube or online and find them. They'll be there'll be bootleg versions or they'll be, oh, I think they're free. Most of them are free. You can just watch them. And they are movies which you don't necessarily need to take everything that's said, but they're about mind-expanding. They're about questioning 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 the world we live in because we are sheep you know we we are not we're bombarded with so much propaganda and speaking as someone who used to work in the media and and I'll give it to you straight guys when I was a journalist this is what my day job used to be I was handed a photo and a headline and the telephone and they would say to me call this person get them to say this and write the article to that specification by five o'clock like Don't have any illusions about what media is. It is highly engineered and 80% of it comes out of press releases. So everything that you are being subliminally bombarded with on billboards, on the radio, on the online bloody advertising, news services, all of this, it is just people regurgitating a lot of stuff through a lot of agendas. I remember being told, don't mention this because Murdoch doesn't like it. Don't write this because she's the daughter of somebody who works high up as a chief of staff and she's gone to court but we're not mentioning it. da 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 Everyone's on agendas. So now I'm going on a personal spiel. Back to topic.
1: So this. No, no, but you are saying. No, I think it's important that we understand a lot of these recommendations are from trailblazers that have had the, Whistle the guts blowers. to be able to share what they believe is their truth that they've researched, which this follows beautifully on from last week's episode. Right. Um, and that these have been the people that have helped us to change our way, to learn to question everything. Yeah. Then get out there and research it. So research re- what you just don't go with the party line because we are so conditioned to go with the party line on everything absolutely
0: so these movies are going to test you and say what if everything's an illusion you know what if government this what if education that what if ministers and politicians this what if you know what if the medical system we've got michael moore doing his amazing work with sicko and with the um what was the first one he did on um the gun control and all of that like oh these people you Very know mind-blowing, mind-blowing. and there. so there's a film that came out last year it's still pretty much under the radar but because i know a lot of you listening are on this network because of health reasons i want you to see it because it's called the cure is that's, oh, that's yes. what it's called the yes. cure is it's got dr bruce lipton in it it's got Marianne williamson from beautiful guru from the hay house group in it and some other people i've blessed them like oh it's got a fantastic Cairo, dr joe what's his face and i love him can't remember i love everything he says he's got fantastic philosophy and so it's got it's got it's got a handful of really 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 great inspirational speakers and it is about how people have cured themselves of cancer with their minds through forgiveness through compassion through self-love people who were absolutely i think one guy describes his his bones as being the doctor said it was like swiss cheese he was absolutely on death's door he would never walk again he was emaciated skeleton and he went from that to complete cure because he forgave everyone in his life
1: beautiful oh you know I, now some of these that we've talked about which are some of my favorite dvds um, are really heavy going. So I want to also talk about the ones that I love giving to people in your life because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have got people in their lives that they'd like to help them to become more consciously aware. And so there's videos that I Call the baby steps. You no, know? that it's important to you. Could just gently suggest a different way of thinking. Louise Hayes' DVD, you can heal your life, and of course the book. But I find the DVD more people. Who, you've got more of a chance of somebody watching a DVD than reading a book if it's yeah. not their chosen topic. Yeah. So I, whenever I hear of a, a friend who has an illness that they're having a challenge with, that's the DVD I give them. When I hear of people that are having a challenge with their positive thinking, with you know they're really negative, the secret. Now I know that that's old and tired and whatever. It's still applicable and a good DVD for people that have never heard these concepts before.
0: Yeah, because I know I know a lot of you are beyond that. You got to remember when but you this go. Is, this is the Chrissy Prezies. Yeah. Back to and as we were talking in our last episode about
1: you know how I can you be this amazing evangelist for whatever it is that you believe in. This is how you can help get other people to start. On their journey,
0: and listen—if you are any kind of practitioner, if you're a naturopath, if you are a Reiki master, if you are a—if you, I don't know, life coach, whatever you're doing, have a little library there for your clients, so you can have a lending library, or you can have things for sale. Have DVDs like *The Curious Movie* for people to buy when they come in. Have books like we're discussing, or your favourite books. Keep spreading them out. Well, to actually, you.
1: I know the beautiful healer. He has um, about a dozen copies of all of his favourite books, and there's you know a couple of hundred there. Right. And every that somebody books in for a healing with he um, intuitively selects a book and gives gifts it to them. It's included in their healing um, session. It's
0: a great thing to do. It's a takeaway, take-home
1: thing to do. Yeah, and and he always gives the book after the session so that he's been in tune with what's been going on and what's been the major issue. And then the book supports the work that he's done in the healing for them to continue in between sessions. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, this is about how can we connect with people better. Look, for example, there is a book that I want to touch on that I had a friend that was in rehab. And uh, she was, uh, she was um, what do they call it, like outpatients rehab. She didn't stay there. Like she was sleeping in her own home at night. Okay. And so she would check in with me frequently with how she was going. And I wanted to be able to support her. And so I, there was a particular book that was one of their textbooks in there. Um, and I wanted to support the same language. Like a, the last thing you want to try and do is confuse people when they're healing. You want to be consistent in the language that they, the new language, the new concepts that they are learning to grasp to heal their past. So this book is called Free to Be Me and it's by Barbara and Telly Tebow with Shelley Neller. Jane said that wrong. It is by Barbara and Terry, I think you'll find. I thought, did I say Terry? Telly. Oh, did I? <laughs> oh, see, I always do that. Don't I mix up a few words? Makes up see, I was combining Kelly. Terry and, and Shelley. Shelley Neller. <laughs> I do that. I combine two words.
0: There's a lot of I know. L's there. I'll give you. I'll give you. Yeah. I'm
1: surprised I haven't had payout emails from Facebook messages from some of our listeners. But look, this book was very interesting at helping people that are um, addicts to something in life uh, to really start to own their own stuff. Mm, so this was a very powerful book. Um, but, yeah. So yeah. There we go. That's that one. Awesome.
0: Okay. What else have you got on your list? I'm going to talk now about eco-political activism stuff, which I think is very, very spiritually aligned, okay? So... If anyone's been on Facebook in the last ten years, or well, how long has Facebook existed for? Let's just say 2003, the last two thousand and three, I think. So she would know that answer. Thanks, thanks for coming along today, Jane. If anyone's <laughs> ever been on Facebook, you'll find like that there's like my contribution. There's a thousand people asking you to like things, like this movement, like that quote, like this thought, like this person, like this group or organisation. Gee, we wouldn't ask people to like our page. Love Life Show. <laughs> Don't like us ever. But you know, you know, and actually, our, our lovely um, guest interviewee the other week mentioned this this is a really passionate topic of hers which she didn't go into that day but it's that it's so easy just to hit like on Facebook but do jack shit in your life and basically do nothing and so Where am I going? Where's Rebecca going with this long-winded spiel? Rebecca is saying that there are heaps and heaps and heaps of kind of like, oh, you know, save the rainforests or save the children who are making Nike shoes in Bangladeshi factories or click this and like that. Yes, but what is actually really being done in, in a way which is genuinely helping and at a grassroots level, like, you remember that Coney 2012 phenomenon that yes. happened? Yes, yes. For nothing? Because the Coney phenomenon had already happened, like, years before that even became viral. And second of all, everyone clicked like, fantastic, retweeted a billion times. Oprah retweeted it. But so what? What did they do in with the poor child soldiers? Nothing. So I'm talking about real power for the people. Okay. So get to the point, Rebecca. Real power for the people, for example, is org. I'm sorry. call Earth dot O-R-G. now that is a way in which you can actually save acreage of rainforest from being bulldozed so rather than oh let's just plant more trees which they've actually scientifically shown if, if it comes down to saving old growth forest versus go plant a plantation of you know symmetrically lined up gum trees or something save the forest save the original
1: forest how with is it, this website it, any different from any
0: other because of because of the philosophy, because 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 of the science and the philosophy, which is that it's apparently a thousand times better to save the original existing ecosystems and energy of an old growth mossy ancient rainforest. So this is a
1: website to educate yourself on this. This is a website is where you can
0: save acreage of, of rainforest. Though? Oh, I oh that Google it on your phone? I don't remember. I was looking at it about a week ago. But, oh, but, sorry, but it spot. was you yeah, are putting me on the spot. But it was recommended by one of the leading. Um, What's the word? Trend forecasters in England who's been accurate, accurately predicting stuff for the last 40 years about the environment and social change. And he right. said, if you are going to do anything with your time and money, don't run around and pretending to do all this kind of like quasi you know, pseudo-eco-type activity. He said, just go to coolearth.org. If that's the only thing you do, do that. So I am the biggest fan of this now. The other one that I like is Kiva. K-I- oh, that's what I was about to K-I-V-A, say. K-I-V-A. No, you stole mine. Which has
1: been on Oprah. I just got a payment made yesterday back to me. So now I'm going to go back so in tell and them reinvest what, it. Tell them what it means. Okay, so did you hear about it from Oprah? I heard about it from no, Bill
0: Clinton. I heard about it a long time ago, and then Oprah heard about it, which just goes to prove that I'm in the know before oh, Oprah. You're a trendsetter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Kiva is dot org. K I V A is a beautiful website where people from um, uh, all sorts of countries around the world, but traditionally third world countries, are able to submit like their business plan. So you might have the lady that she bakes the local bread, but she would really like to be able to bake enough bread. Uh, She sells that every day at 2 o'clock and she'd like to bake more so that she could have more to sell until 5 o'clock. And she might need to borrow $400 to get some more equipment and to maybe expand her kitchen a little bit bigger. And so people pledge, on average, $25. Most of the donations are $25. Look, if you're feeling generous, you can give her the whole 600 uh, But the concept is that it's affordable to most people and easy. And so you, you gift $25 and you can see a little gauge of how many donations or how many um, borrowings have been granted so far. So I might look at it and think, oh, she's got $550. Oh, look, I'll do that because I'll do two to her. That'll get her across the line. And then they will say how quick they think they'll repay it to you. Now, they have something, don't quote me on this exactly, but it's something like a 97% success rate of people
0: paying the money back because it's very hard what i love about kiva is that it turns the traditional welfare system on its head so we've got this whole hold your hand out for charity type thing which is very deeply ingrained in our society and also a little bit biblically it's you know, the beggars the wandering beggars and you know you, you give money to the monks and and that kind of thing okay let's not bring monks into it we love monks monks are fine however <laughs> we, we have a handout mentality often in our society and it's that whole teach a man to fish for a day and then he can be for a lifetime, blah, blah, blah. So with Kiva, you've got people, it's rewarding initiative so you've got people showing entrepreneurial flair and wanting to take on their own personal power they don't just want to be given they don't want charity money that burns out and then is gone they're saying how can I buy an extra goat or start a herd or how can I become a seamstress and get my daughter into it too or da 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 da." and they have genuine intention to to want to better themselves in a ripple effect that could last generations for a family business and then you are rewarding that initiative and then it goes from there and it's a wonderful way for for kind of like a win-win for a group collective consciousness and what
1: I love on my part was like when I actually first heard about this I actually wasn't super cash flow positive at that particular time and so I did two donations so there were two of $25 Um, and then I waited and I got the money back but the money sits in your account now I don't know I'm assuming you can probably take it back if you wanted to but I just went oh no that's fun reinvest off we go Gave it to two more, but then I would chuck another twenty five in. So you can just keep adding in extra twenty fives when you've got that spare. Yeah. So you can give twenty five once and get your money back, highly likely. No guarantees, but highly likely. Or you can um,
0: just keep going, which is really gorgeous. And what I think is really important around this kind of charity stuff to to do. charity's is the wrong word. I'm not supposed to use that word. What do we call it? We're supporting. We're supporting entrepreneurs. Okay, that is if it is part of something that you do in your family, include the children, so you know, maybe you, um, maybe for Christmas you buy each of your this is going to sound you buy each of your children a World Vision child, but do you know what I mean? You you, you sponsor you sponsor so so that your child has a relationship with that child. They write letters, but what's happening, of course, at a, at a deeper subconscious level is your child has been programmed to learn about giving, receiving, a flow of energy. You know, philanthropy. We did that. I've
1: always sponsored a child through World Vision, and I used to always sponsor teenage boys in. Countries a long way from Australia because they actually struggle to get sponsorship, and um, and I
0: didn't care. But then after having my two children, as in what Jane's saying is, it's the cutesy little girls who get the most. Yes, hits, they do. so to speak. They and do. the Boys get neglected and forgotten yes, about, and
1: particularly teenage boys. So you know, I would do a lot of boys that was that was sort of around 13, 14 years. They'd be in the program for a couple of years, and then I'd get a letter saying they're now um, out of that program. Um, whether the, the I've had letters where the village is now self self sufficient which is great, and then, of course, here's the next person would you like to sponsor. Of course, they've got to run a service. Um, but when my last child uh, that I was sponsoring, uh actually, they failed. I hate to say it, but it does happen occasionally. World Vision wrote a letter to say that sadly they moved in too late and they, they tried, but their tribe actually, the village actually upped and moved. They didn't believe anymore and they were... You oh, know. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so but I like the transparency of this, I like the honesty of yeah. it. And so then it was time for me to go, okay, well let's sponsor another child. And, and my again, children. These
0: are talking points for children. These yeah. are things to talk about in yeah. real life here. Well
1: what I then did for the first time ever was I did nominate the gender and I did nominate the region and I chose my children two and a half months apart. Um, and I uh, just want to apologize for aeroplanes going overhead and racing cars going around in the background. We're actually right near the Clipsal five hundred in Adelaide the track.
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we and background no,
1: we, I'm so no I did like the Grand Prix. I worked on ten Grand Prix. Sarcasm. I worked on No, I did like the Grand Prix. I can handle that. <laughs> Pet girls. For, go, Formula One. Come on. Funny story about Char- that another time. Charity for children. So I just think uh, something so, like Kiva will be really I got a- a girl that was the same age uh, in between my daughters and in yeah. Vietnam because I actually am hoping that in the next few years we're going to go over and um – um do a working holiday, you know, where you yeah. build a community room uh, hall, or whatever yeah. and, and so we'll, we'll do all of that. That's mm. it.
0: And I just think, you know, if you are going to be chucking your little $15, 25 $50 dollars towards something like Kiva, well, sit down with your kids and scroll through the different profiles. Yeah, and let say, the kids help pick. Yeah, say to your kids, who do you think looks like they could use a bit of extra money? Which one do you think looks like they're going to make a really good job of it? And, and yeah, your kids will get really, really, really mm. love that. It's a good thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a great way for them to learn how to put aside a little bit of their money as well for, for a charity purpose. Yeah. Bec, I just wanted to to um uh oh, talk about
1: we go <laughs> my favorite i know i've mentioned never before. heard about this before the, the four agreements don are oh, you say it. you always say it so well don Miguel ruiz. <laughs> oh, right now i'll we'll say it in english so you can don google it miguel ruiz r-u-i-z okay so the four agreements there is a fifth agreement as well but we've talked <laughs> about it many times the yes agreement? there is What is it? love that's not in this book no that came out after um But the the four agreements, this is a really beautiful, simple uh, philosophy book, a wisdom book that you can run your life with. But I just don't want to just gloss over it because it's a game changer. It was an absolute game changer for me, hugely. The four agreements are be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, always do your best. Now, the two that I used to struggle with was I would make assumptions all the time and take it totally personally. This This helped change that drastically fast
0: and reasonably effortlessly. I know that Jane's just given away the whole book and you're going to think now no, I have not have to read it. But it's it's drawn from ancient Toltec wisdom from a tribe and, he, you know, he obviously goes into great detail. These four chapters or four, basically four segments of this book go into such beautifully eloquently worded depth Brilliant. on each of these things. I, I think in a way it's sort of like it's another version of Buddhism, if you ask me, because it's, it's a lot of unattachment. It's about not taking things. or well, the whole book is kind of about saying – Everything that happens outside of you is external stimulus. Just stay in your own space. Mm-hmm. And inside your own space, everything is always fine. Which you know? we struggle with. As Westerners mm-hmm. and human mm-hmm. beings. That's right. We're nearly getting to What else have you got on your Look, list? Look, I've just got, we haven't even mentioned Brian Bison. <gasps> oh, we have <gasps> we really? just
1: been, well, you know, I couldn't find that book today, which means I've lent it to someone and it's
0: one of my favorite books ever. out the door. So we have mentioned him before. So if anyone is getting into their past life stuff, Dr. Brian Weiss, I can never say his name without saying it that way because it's so German, W-E-I-S-S, Many Lives, Many Masters was the first Apologies one. to the beautiful German people listening for facts. <laughs> we've had
1: emails from people in Germany and, yeah, you've done a dreadful German accent. Oh, I give them thanks, permission Jane. to record back a dreadful Australian right, accent. okay, thanks, thanks,
0: john <laughs> Listen, Dr. Brian Weiss has written lots and lots of books, so there's there's messages from the masters, Many Lives, Many Masters. Look, and my – my real knowledge of him goes back to the mid-not, no, not the 90s, probably the early 2000s. So I know that he's released a lot more recent amazing material. He was only in Melbourne, you know, like a couple of years ago, teaching a whole stadium of people how to regress right there in their chairs. So he's doing a lot of really modern stuff at the moment. He's got books released, like I'm saying. that. I, I Google him is the point. But this guy is the leading guy in hypnosis, using hypnosis for Past life regression, and not in a cheap, fun. Oh, hey, let's just look at when we were all used to living the desert type way in, you know, BC two hundred, whatever. It's it's genuinely for the purpose of understanding that your life has a very pre-designated purpose and series of events that are lined up, waiting to happen to you, all pre-chosen all loose threads that are being tied up from previous incarnations of stuff and it just helps you better understand the patterning in your life, your behaviors, your blocks, your fears, your phobias, the people around you, your soul families and what it is that you're here to do.
1: One of the things that I love most about him as well is the fact that he is a doctor. He is a, he was originally a skeptic, scientific man and they're the books that I get most excited about because, as we've said before, I don't want to be gullible. You know, I really need the science behind this and he provides that in the book, so it's a great one for skeptics. Mm,
0: yeah, healthy skeptics. And I know that I've also mentioned Byron Katie a lot, but only because she's ace and she <laughs> goes into like jails and stuff and works with people and changes their lives. She's amazing! And she's just you know. You know how I was saying earlier about when there's certain books, one I didn't forgot to mention when we were talking about channel books is A Course in Miracles. Oh, of course, I'm jumping around here, but I'm just going to segue to this quickly because A Course in Miracles is basically understood to be it's like a more modern vibration of Jesus coming through using words that we can understand better with the original tenets that he believes or he says or in the Bible that kind of got mis- misconstrued or taken out or reworded or whatever. So it's 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 basically a thick volume of ways to live your life. There's a lesson for every day, or, or it's not for every day. It's for each lesson takes as long as it takes. So some people it might take them 25 years to complete the book. Some it might take nine months. It just depends, but there's a lesson uh, given for, I think, how many are there? I can't remember. Hundreds even, I think. I can't quite remember. There's lot. lots. And you try every single one of them to incorporate it into your daily life when you think you've genuinely grasped it then and only then do you move on to the next lesson. of Course in Miracles, a beautifully channeled book. Um, and – uh, and that book, I, I personally believe is probably also encoded with a lot of energy. You know, they say the Bible is too. There's all of that. When you go back to the original kind of Hebrew of the Bible and you, and you look at it, um, up and down, like the numerologists and the mathematicians come in and they can find codes and numbers and, and, you know, original channel texts have amazing vibrations encoded in them. In a similar yet different vein, when I look at photos or videos of Byron Katie talking, she is just emanating the purest light and you can see it because yeah. it's in the eyes. It's the clearness behind yes. the eyes. She has a genuine, she is sitting in a genuine state of I have let go. Yeah. And if you want to see what that looks like, go online and Google her, yeah. watch her videos, read her book called The Work and you, you, you can get, get a piece of it for yourself. Jane, you know, we could talk forever. I often say this, we could talk forever and we do, but we are on a time limit and some of you, probably weren't realizing this is going to be a 60 minute episode and it has been because we had so much to say so thank you so much for joining us and let us know how you go with digging up some of our our resources that we've given you and we're going to end today on jane's affirmation i am open and receptive to new teachings
1: to grow my self-belief and wisdom
0: we'll see you next week for free on the couch for our half hour podcast show i'm rebecca Detman. i'm jane donovan have a gorgeous week Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It. It's just happening, and it's a beautiful. Thing.